everyone. Welcome back to the Queen of Calm podcast. I'm your host, Paisley Haddad. So another exciting week of the Queen of Calm podcast. And I just want to start out by talking about the survey that I put out a few weeks ago, all about Gen Z and communications, because I think this is such an important conversation to be having because, you know, just as much as I love talking with my guests who are, you know, higher level professionals in the industry about their experiences joining the industry and, you know, their tips and advice, it's also so important to bring up that conversation of our generation in communications, which is, you know, Gen Z and how we're disrupting the industry and the workforce and how we're changing the world of PR and also how, you know, the pandemic has changed, you know, our experiences because a lot of us, you know, finished college in a pandemic, you know, I'm working from home in my room, you know, which I never could have anticipated before this. So I think it's just so interesting to really, you know, check in on each other, see how we're doing. And I love being an honest voice about our generation on the show because it's just such a privilege to be able to talk about these topics. So I want to share some of these um, results from the survey. So one of the questions that I highlighted on my Instagram post, if you saw it this weekend, was do you feel valued as a junior employee? So I thought this was, first of all, very interesting because you know, I was thinking before when I was putting this survey together that the results would kind of be pretty either 50-50 or they were going to be, you know, very like 90-10. So it was interesting to see a 60-40 ratio here because, you know, you'd think it would be more definitive than that, whether they do or they don't. So I should have added a question after this to say, like, why don't you feel valued if you feel comfortable answering or why do you feel valued? That would be so interesting to get those insights. But maybe next time, maybe the next survey. Um, and then also 50% of participants said that they think that mental health is prioritizing communication. So I found this particularly interesting as well, because if you go back to our episode with Shauna Knuckles, who shared all about her experience, you know, working in PR and working that agency life, and then, you know, taking a step back and prioritizing her own mental health and her well-being and starting her own company advocation to work with agencies on, you know, having those mental health practices in place, you know, working with employees, making sure everyone's seen and heard, I think is so important. And so to see that still 50% of participants think that mental health is prioritized in the workplace, I think is very interesting because I think as a result of the pandemic, you know, we saw so many more companies take an emphasis on mental health. So there's still a lot of work to be done, but I thought that was a very interesting statistic as well. And also in terms of networking, you know, I have come a long way with networking when I I've said this before on the show, but when I started college and, you know, people started talking about, you know, reaching out to people on LinkedIn and, you know, asking questions at like agency tours, I was so petrified of that. Like I was afraid I was going to say the wrong thing. I was afraid to, you know, reach out to someone. And so now through the show, I'm really an advocate for, you know, reaching out to someone you admire, asking for mentorship. You know, can I pick your brain for a few minutes? Would you like to grab a coffee or do a Zoom call? I think that's just so important to be networking and not only with those higher level professionals, which 40% of participants said that they would be comfortable doing, um, but also with your own peers. I mean, so many of us, you know, studied communications, then after graduation, we still work in communications. And so I just love finding new people on LinkedIn who are even my own age group to have on the show and talk about their experiences, because I think it's just so interesting to get that perspective of someone working in a different discipline of communications at a different company, you know, what was your journey like from college and, you know, starting out with college too, like there's so many unique programs out there. I feel like I advocate so much for these, you know, different (laughs) student run agencies that I follow on Instagram and everything of people who I've never met, but I just, you know, see the great work that they're doing similar to what I did with 
my student-run agency, North Road Communications, and I just admire them so much to then seeing them, you know, in the industry. I really want to talk with them and get their experiences. So 50% of the participants of the survey said that they would be comfortable doing this. And I think that number needs to rise. So, you know, if you see someone out there who you'd really like to network with, whether they're in your own age bracket or they're a more senior professional, go for it. The worst that they can say is no or, you know, ignore your message, which I've never really had that experience only a few times, um, but just go for it. Um, And then something else I want to talk about was some of the, you know, big feedback that was shared because there was a section in the survey that was all about what resources do you wish that were widely available to young comms pros. So I'm going to read responses that I got from the survey from participants. So just to be clear, these are not from me, even though I agree with mostly all of them. Um, These are from the participants. So the first one is free Adobe suite, creative platforms to enhance skill sets internally at organizations instead of outsourcing them. I think this is a great idea. It's so important to, you know, be versatile professionals, you know, maybe taking a class on the side, but also that should be offered by workplaces, you know, because when, when a project arises from a client, I mean, you never know in our industry, can you make an infographic, you know, should this pitch be more graphic rather than, you know, just copy. I think that's so important to have those skills. So I definitely agree with that. Um, Resume and portfolio building, access to industry news sites without subscriptions. I think this is so important. You know, I, you know, live and die by PR week. I'm following it all the time online. I get the newsletter. I made an account. And I think that's very important for an industry professional to keep up with industry news, know what's going on, you know, because it's, it's just so important to keep up with all that, especially in our industry where we're supposed to be news mavens and, you know, everything that's going on. I just think it's so important. Um, This person also says more in-person experience would be amazing. My work is primarily online, but I leap at the opportunity to attend client events because I feel as though I learned so much and can gain an immense amount of confidence in those situations. Yeah, that is definitely important as well. I feel like, you know, even doing this podcast and, you know, maybe not an in-person experience, but, you know, just hopping on the phone with anyone that you meet or you want to network with, I think builds so much confidence. It builds your confidence talking to clients and, you know, building that rapport and building that connection, which is such a big part of our jobs. Um, someone also said pay transparency slash consideration for cost of living increases. Many of us are extremely overworked and underpaid. Now, this is something I definitely want to do an episode on too, because I feel like both times when I was looking for my jobs, you know, now that my first job and then now that I'm, you know, in my into my second job after graduation, I just find it, you know, so interesting how like we don't we go through all this training at school of like, you know, here's how to build a media list and a pitch and a press release and take all of these communications courses. But we never have like that real life training of like when they say, oh, like this is what your salary is going to be. You know, this is what you can expect or, you know, what are you looking for in a salary? I just think it would be better to have that training and really get a finger on the pulse of, you know, what the industry standard is, especially for young professionals who are, you know, going on these job interviews for the first time as a, as a recent graduate. I just think that's so important. So I definitely want to have an interview on that. Um, and then someone said networking events with other agencies. I definitely agree about that. You know, being able to get all those different diverse opinions, I think is so important. Mental health days without judgment, mental health options within healthcare plans, people to talk to. As we talked about before, I think that is so important for any organization. And then finally, financial classes slash skills, tax assistance, networking opportunities, and seminars and external training. And like I just said before, I think that's so important and we'll definitely touch on it on another episode. Um, And then this goes back to what we're talking about with like the PR week aspect. How often do you keep up with industry news? 
So 40% said frequently, which I'm so happy to see because I think it is so important to, you know, keep your, your finger on the pulse of all that news. Um, and then 20% say weekly, 30% say moderately often, and 10% say almost never. And that 10%, I'm looking at you, start signing up for newsletters and everything because it's so important to, you know, know everything that's going on. And then these are some final thoughts from the participants. Someone just said, know your worth, which I think is so important. Like I said in you know my past episodes, you are so valued in the position that you're in. So really celebrate that and really own that. Thank you so much, everyone, for your responses. Thank you for your honest feedback. Um, and just to repeat again, all of these responses were from the participants of the survey, not myself, although I agree with a lot of them. But thank you so much for your feedback. So going into this week's um, Industry Insights, so I want to talk about this new phenomenon that's been going on with a lot of brands, um, particularly to Kodiak, Snacks, and Carters. So if you know me, I'm a huge fan of Hilary Duff. I you know, love her music, her movies, everything she does. She's just so awesome, and she's a great role model. Um, and so I saw a few weeks back that Carters, which is like the baby clothing brand, announced that Hilary Duff was going to be their CMO, aka their chief mom officer, which I thought was so clever because... You know, Hillary not only has made a name for herself in entertainment, but she also really loves being a mom and she shares those moments with her kids online and she really stays true to those brands that she works with. So to see a brand like Carter's, which is so well known in the children's clothing space, you know, really jump off on that point and have sort of like a fun play on words with like CMO, especially with all these conversations that are going on about, you know, like moms balancing work and all of that, I think is just so interesting. So hats off to the Carter's team. I thought that was so, uh, you know, cool and unique. But then also I saw this morning Kodiak Snacks. They announced that Zac Efron is going to be the chief brand officer, which I thought was pretty cool and funny because, you know, it really ties into Zac's new brand from his, you know, living in the wild show. I, can't, I don't know what it's called on Netflix, but he's really turned into one of those travel people on TV. And it's interesting to see our favorites from Disney Channel coming back and <laughs> doing these different brand campaigns. But I think both of those really, you know, show the shift of where our industry is going in terms of communications for different brands, because, you know, now it's all about more than just the, you know, getting the right spokesperson for one commercial. It's more of like a long standing partnership and people really want to feel connected to the brand as a whole. You know, there's more fans out there, brands than ever before. You know, you see people who really, truly live the brand lifestyles. And so, to have these new opportunities for brands to really name a true spokesperson who lives the brand and have it be like an ongoing campaign, I think is so interesting. And I think that's going to play into what we're seeing for the rest of the year of, you know, these brands really digging into their brand identity. So hats off to both Kodiak Snacks and Carters on this. I thought that was two awesome ideas. Those were two awesome ideas. So then finally, you know, we've been having a lot of fun on social media. I always share who's coming up on the show and I have more exciting guests to come. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Queen of Calm Podcast and at Queen of Calm Pod on Twitter for anything Queen of Calm. And if you're enjoying the show and you really want to tell us how you like the show, head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leave us a five-star review. And finally, if you want to be on the Queen of Calm Podcast, if you have a subject you want to bring up, if you have an industry insight, or you want me to go back to a topic that we talked about on a past episode and talk some more about it, leave us a voicemail. You could be on the show. So head to the link in our Instagram bio or to anchor.fm slash queenofcompodcast slash message to leave us a voicemail. But without further ado, I'm so excited for today's episode because my guest not only is a PR pro, but she's also a fitness coach, 
who, you know, has taken her passion of fitness outside of the office and really turned it into her own brand. She's, you know, a podcast host and everything. And I think that's so important to have those passions outside of work and also to get active outside the office. Now, this is coming from me who, you know, doesn't <laughs> doesn't really work out, but I, I think it's so important to, you know, get active and, you know, really step away from the computer sometimes. So my guest will share all about her experience in the industry of internal comms to then, you know, taking her passion outside the office with fitness and how she, you know, handles her podcast and everything. So a very interesting interview. So stay tuned. My next guest is the Director of Corporate Communications at KPMG LLP, and in the past has worked with big brands like Verizon, MetLife, and Hertz. She also hosts her own podcast called Fit to Lead. Please welcome Allison Jackson to the podcast. Welcome, Allison. So glad to have you on the show. I'm super excited to be here. So why don't we get started with how you first got interested in communications? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, when I was in high school, one of my absolute passions was writing. And so I knew that I wanted some type of role, you know, when I grew up um, to have writing involved in it. And it's funny because when I got into college, I think I changed my major every week. I majored <laughs> in English. I majored in law. I majored in, you know, uh, sports marketing. And it's funny, I kind of stumbled on communications. I took a couple classes and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed everything about it. Um, and it's funny that, you know, most people, the degree they end up with isn't usually the job they end up with. So I think I'm kind of uh, unique that way. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so important that you bring up that writing factor as well, that you had that passion for writing, because that is such a huge part of what we do in communications. And, you know, there are so many ways to get involved. So I'm glad you mentioned that as well. And so speaking more on your college experience, you know, what was that like for you? And how did that kind of shape your path into your career? Yeah, so while I was in college, I um, my undergrad was at Rutgers University and took a wide variety of classes, everything from women's studies to intro to PR to corporate writing and editing, you know, back when, you know, internet, the internet was kind of new, I'm going to date myself. Um, <laughs> so it was really great just to take a wide variety of classes um, to get a better understanding and and to understand, you know, the difference between internal and external communications, because those that aren't involved in corporate communications have no idea what that is. Um, so it was really helpful to get the different perspectives, do internships at different places. So I did an internship for a nonprofit um, and then just getting the experience of all the different kind of tasks and activities that are involved when you're in a corporate communications role. Yeah, definitely. I, I'm glad that you mentioned the difference between internal and external, which we'll get into later in the podcast. But so now with your experience that you have now, what advice do you have for college students right now who are studying uh, communications? Yeah, so I definitely would say talk to as many people as you can, especially people that may be you're aspiring to be in a role similar to those do what, what are called informational interviews where you just kind of talk through, you know, what do you love and hate about your job? What do you wish you had done differently? Um, and then I would also say, take advantage of internships as much as you can, because that's really going to give you that real world experience. You might find that you hate working in like a cubicle or an office job. You might find that you want to be like a news reporter and out on the streets. Um, so I think it's really important to get a really clear perspective on what it's like that day to day, because it's not all sunshine and rainbows, right? No job is. You're not writing like the best articles every day. There's a lot of other, you know, sometimes fun tasks, sometimes administrative tasks that are involved. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Those internships are so important. And that goes back to what you're saying too, about learning about the difference between internal and external. And, you know, I feel like one of the biggest debates during college and people in, in communications, at least was, do I want to go into agency or internal? And what does that look like? And always asking for advice. So it is so important to do those internships for all the listeners listening. Um, but let's talk a little bit about your career, because as we heard in the little introduction, you work with some great brands. And so what has your career path been like and ha- have your experiences really, you know, paved the way to where you are today? Yeah. So it's funny, um, out of college, like I said, I knew I wanted an entry level job that involved a lot of writing. Um, so my first job out of college was with MetLife and it was as a copywriter. So I was in their marketing department. I was with 10 other copywriters and we were marketing insurance products. Um, and it was it was fun. You could be creative. Um, you know, Snoopy was all the rage. So it was <laughs> di- coming up with different campaigns uh, with Snoopy. And during that time, I actually got to work on the employee newsletter. So I got my first taste of internal communications. And I, what I loved about it was it was essentially marketing to an employee base. It was like marketing to myself. Um, so from there, I, I started dabbling more and more in internal communications. My next role was um, in a, a huge conglomerate called Sendit Communications, which has become, you know, is kind of broken up since then. But it had a bunch of travel brands that people may remember, CheapTickets.com, um, Sabre. So again, I was in the marketing arm and slowly moved into corporate communications. Um, one of the pro- companies they owned was Jackson Hewitt Tax Service. And I realized that all my, most of my experience was all internal. So I said, you know what, this is going to be a great, they had an opening for a, a PR liaison for their franchise owners to lead, um, you know, the PR efforts. So that was my first uh, dipping my toe into external communications. Um, and it was, it was exciting and different doing media tours, prepping executives for, you know, um, interviews with TV and radio and um, you know, writing press releases and, and, and those sorts of things. So it really gave me the experience. I felt like I was missing, uh, but then I missed internal because I wasn't doing any internal there. <laughs> uh, so then I, I joined uh, Hertz Car Rental and I actually um, was their executive communications manager. So I supported the CEO and his direct reports. Um, and that's that was a really, I think probably one of my favorite jobs because you were essentially helping communicate business strategy, um, employee culture, uh, brand, all those different things internally. So that was a job that was super fun. Um, from there, Hertz decided to move to Florida. I'm a born and raised Jersey girl. Um, so I actually jumped ship and went over to Verizon and um, was supporting the head of sales with communications, uh, very different culture. And the commute was brutal. And so I didn't stay too long at Verizon before I joined where I am now at KPMG. So I'm coming up on I think eight years. Um, I, when I first joined KPMG, I was supporting the firm's CFO uh, and then their CIO. And again, all internal communications. That is what I've found to be uh, my love and passion is really supporting executives and commun- communicating business strategy because it really feels like you're helping the business um, and, and you're kind of rallying the troops, so to speak. So that, and that's how I ended up where I am today. Well, wow, that sounds like such an amazing career that you've had so far. And, you know, you touch on this a bit, you know, talking about, you know, the business strategy side of internal comms, but, you know, what are the differences between internal and external comms from your experience? And also, if there are any young professionals who are looking to get into communications, how can they decide which one to jump into? 
Yeah. So I would say the the main difference, and it's it's changed a lot since you know I graduated college and I was doing formal PR. I mean, press releases have sort of become a thing of the past. I know everything now is social media, um, which I think people graduating from college. I mean, my I have kids in high school and they're they have social media classes. So these <laughs> these kids are like way like you know way way uh, advanced, much more advanced than we are now. So. If you have a love of social media, if you have a love of helping create like what the news is based on what's going on with different businesses, I would say you would probably love PR, would probably love external communications. Um, I've never worked on the agency side. That's probably one of one of my regrets I'm going to have to say during my career. Um, but that's a great experience as well, because they're really going to teach you um, how how PR works, how to really leverage it. Um, and then in terms of, you know, internal comms, like I said, I think it's important. It's so that's so funny how it's so split, right? It's either black or white. You either you have a love or hate with with um, <laughs> internal or external because it's it, there's not a lot of places unless you work for a really small company where it's combined, right? Where you're doing both. Um, but when you work at a bigger organization such as KPMG, a lot of it is divided. You're either decked against one or the other, um, and they want you to be like an expert in that area. So uh, both of them have their pros and cons, but I really think it's it's personal choice. Yeah, well, well, speaking more on the internal side as well, I'm sure that, you know, it's so valuable to have such a strong message, especially during the great resignation that's going on. You need to be in tune with your employees and, you know, everything that companies say are being, you know, kind of speculated by their employees, especially when they're looking to make a move to another company. So, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic and, you know, the great resignation and everything, how has internal comms changed from your experiences? Yeah, so I think the pandemic has definitely shined a bright spotlight on internal communications and the importance of it, um, how critical it is for leaders when they're in kind of a frenzy, chaotic time and need to communicate to employees quickly and succinctly. Um, it, it's really, I think, changed the entire, you know, the entire area of communications. Um, it's funny because you see the different things like offices opening, offices closing, you know, the different, um, you know, vaccination status and all those, there's just so many pieces of communication that need to be managed. And it, you can't just throw it out there. You really need communications professionals to help you and to guide you. What are the right channels? What's the feedback from the employees? Um, you know, and, and even from a PR perspective, making sure that you're managing that messaging appropriately, because we've seen in the news how quickly things can turn. Um, and with the great resignation, it's more important than ever that companies are communicating what their values are, what their culture is to hold on to those employees. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I've seen so many of those stories where it's like, you know, CEO fires 500 people on internal Zoom call. And that just seems like such a crisis situation that could have been avoided if maybe they would have had a smarter internal plan. And like you were saying, too, with, you know, offices being open and closed, I feel like so many more people, and I was talking about this with another guest, were in tune with communications if they didn't know what we did before because they were watching the news and seeing the press conferences, but also what companies were doing. And, you know, if they wanted to get takeout, they had to go on a, on a restaurant's website to see if they're open. So definitely, I totally agree with you on all those points. And um, really, I feel like internal comms can really make the difference between whether someone's going to stay at a company or not. I mean, I've heard so many stories on LinkedIn about people sharing their experiences of, you know, I didn't like when my company said X, Y, or Z, and that really was a, a changing factor for them. Yeah. And it's funny, I, I would say more than ever, it's elevated us as strategic advisors more than ever, because leaders are looking to us, like, what do we do? What do we say? How do we say it? Um, so I, like I said, I really think it's elevated the profession immensely. 
Oh, definitely. Yeah. And that's something too, that I feel like is going to be big in 2022 of, you know, getting communications professional seats at the business table, because sometimes as you probably know, you know, we're not, we're not as taken serious. We're not taken as seriously as other business leaders. And now with all of these, you know, advancements that we're having, but whether it is knowing social media or all that side, and even the internal comm side, I feel like I totally agree with you on that point as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think to your point about the trends for 2022, I think you're going to continue to see leaders and businesses leaning on communications. And in addition to that, I think with everyone being stuck at home and now just coming, kind of coming out, um, I think employees want that engagement. They want to know where companies stand, where leadership stands. Um, and they want that, that two-way dialogue for so long. It's been one way, right? Here's this is what the company thinks and you just deal with it. Um, now I think it's much more two-way. Oh yeah, definitely in 2022, even so far doing this podcast and talking with my guests so far, you know, so I just celebrated one year of my podcast and all last year, I feel like the buzzwords were transparency and, you know, being open with your audiences. And now talking to my guests in 2022, I feel like everyone's talking about being intentional and targeted and making sure you have the right message. So, you know, speaking more about 2022, is there anything else you see on the horizon for this upcoming year? Yeah, I definitely would reiterate some of the terms that you said, right? Transparency, purposeful, um, you know, that culture, values, all of those kind of key terms, I think are going to continue throughout 2022 and beyond. Um, I think more and more you're going to see employees are really looking at companies like, okay, what, you know, what, what do you have to offer to me? Um, and then employees that have been at, at companies for a long, long time are like, okay, why am I staying here? Um, so I think that trend is going to continue. Definitely. And so I want to talk about your podcast now, because I feel like you can understand my struggles as a, uh, a podcast producer. A lot goes into it. You have to get all the guests together and all the different materials. So, you know, what was that process like for you to start your show? And, you know, what has the experience been like? Yeah, absolutely. So congratulations on your one year, because it is oh, definitely, thank you. it's a definitely a labor of love. And it's funny because I just record it um, my hundredth episode. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. And it is, you know, I, I started it as kind of just another platform. So I have a, a side business called Allison Jackson Fitness because I'm just passionate about all things health and fitness. Um, it started as a platform to just kind of, you know, share, share my thoughts on nutrition and fitness and health, but also kind of bring others on about how they're prioritizing their self-care to be at their best. And it's just been a great, great way to connect with people, to meet different doctors, authors, um, anything you want to learn about or, or stories that you want to hear from people. It's just, just wonderful. And you know, you probably know better than anyone having your own podcast. It's just such a great avenue to be able to do that, to just learn and connect and network. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I feel like I've met so many people in all different states like yourself. And, you know, every single time I'm so, um, you know, surprised to hear what people have to say. Like you can never anticipate what someone's going to be saying in every episode and what stories they'll tell. I feel like I've just learned so much than I could have even anticipated before I started. Everyone has such unique things to share. And like you were saying too, about, you know, learning from all these different people. I mean, everyone has something unique that they're there to teach. And one of my goals for my podcast was that I want everyone to learn at least one thing through every episode. So I'm glad that I've been hearing that people have, and I'm sure that your listeners say the same thing. Yes, absolutely. And I think that is a great goal. So I, I feel the same way. It's always like nice to have just like one new nugget or website or book or tip that you can take away. 
Definitely. And so speaking on that fitness side, so you have a passion for fitness. And so I'm sure that plays into your life as a professional. So, you know, what can comms pros be doing when they're outside of the office to stay active? Because I know myself, I work remotely and it's hard to get away from the desk and get moving. So do you have any tips for getting active outside of the office? Yeah. So I always say you either schedule your day or your day schedules you. So I always tell people, whether it's 10 minutes before work, during lunch, after work, block out that time and just go for a walk or get some movement in. And it's super important to move throughout the day, right? It's great if you get, you know, a 30 minute workout in, but it's really super important to just keep moving, whether you have a standing desk, whether you're you're doing a walk and talk meeting, um, it's really critical to just get out and move. Cause I know with people stuck at home and working from home, it gets harder and harder. Oh yeah, definitely. And I always feel like, you know, after work today, I'm going to go and do one of those Zumba videos on YouTube and it just never works out because you just want to sit down, have a glass of wine and relax. But that's one of my 2022 goals is to get more active. I love it. I love it. (laughs) And, you know, with with that too, that kind of goes back to the internal comms too, because I feel like my company, like the other day was having a yoga class, like right at the end of the day. And I feel like that's something we'll be seeing too. Uh, for this year is getting people more active and, you know, doing things together. Yes, I'm definitely seeing um, wellness as a top priority, you know, for a variety of companies, mine included. Um, and I've been lucky enough, you know, I, I'm so blessed that KPMG lets me, you know, teach chair yoga or do sessions on wellness and how to eat healthier. Um, but yeah, you definitely see that definitely is a hot topic this year is how to prioritize that wellness. Definitely. Well, Allison, I have one final question for you, and it's something I asked to all my guests. And so I don't know if you're familiar with her, but Sophia Amoruso is my favorite girl boss. And she kind of coined the phrase of, of, of girl boss, and she wrote a book called it, and she had a website. And so I like to do this in inspiration to her is to ask all my guests about a woman who inspires them just to end the episode on a positive note. So Allison, who is your favorite girl boss? And it can be more than one because we've had that before. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite girl boss, if I had to pick only one, um, aside from my mom, because she's like the original girl boss, who's always been kind of my mentor and inspiration, uh, is my first business coach, who is Marie Forleo, who is a Jersey girl, had started from nothing and created just an incredible um, company and is very focused on giving back. I love that. And, and I say this in every single one of my episodes, but I always learn about someone new who I don't know who I'm going to go connect with on LinkedIn or follow on Instagram or, you know, check out on YouTube or social media. So thank you so much for sharing her. And thank you so much for being on the show. This was so great to connect and be able to talk about your work because I feel like a lot of people don't know about what you do in internal comms, especially just starting out in college. And so it was great to get that insight from you from your expert perspective. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It was so great to connect with you and chat with you. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy this episode? Head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Want to drop us a line? Click the link in our Instagram bio to leave us a voicemail. And who knows, it might even end up on the show. See you next week for more tips and tricks of the trade.